Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. This is Daniela with Bestie Life, the podcast, and today I am so excited for you to meet Dr. Denise Ravel. Denise is a thought leader, author, international speaker, personal development coach, and the founder of the Own Your Amazing movement, which is for women who are ready to own who they are, live their worth out loud, and create amazing lives that they love. And who doesn't want to do that? So thank you so much, Dr. Denise, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. (laughs) So I know that was a lot of information in a short <laughs> period of time. Can you share a lot more? Actually, you know, I was going to say a little bit more, but I want to know a lot more about all these things that you offer and do to help women. Absolutely. So um, just a little bit about me. Uh, I call myself an urban bell. I know some people have heard of Southern bell, but like, what's an urban bell? So I was born actually in Washington, D.C. That's where you get the urban. Mm-hmm. But I was raised in a very small town in North Carolina. So I spent all of my years in North Carolina, small town. Uh, I'm the youngest of five children, you know, big family, great community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said my, my roots run Southern. I love sweet iced tea <laughs> on a hot day, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but just grew up in, again, a very tight knit family, tight knit community. Um, but it was all about serving others and making sure that we were giving back and even as a family, always just doing your best. Mm-hmm. So I went off to college and, you know, I became a speech pathologist, mm-hmm. a speech therapist. I've been doing that for over 27 years now. And so I say, I literally help people find their voices yeah, <laughs> on yeah. a regular okay. basis, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but with all of that success, I was still feeling unfulfilled and unhappy mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out why, what was going on with me, Right. And so I got on this journey of personal discovery, trying to figure out what was I doing with my life? Who was I? Where was I going? All those things, right? And so, excuse me, about six years ago, I attended a workshop uh, for women. It was a weekend (laughs) workshop in Dallas, Texas. And um, when I arrived there that evening, I went out to dinner with um, one of the attendees, just getting to know one another, sharing our stories and our, you know, things about like what's going on in our lives. And so the next day for the retreat, the facilitator, the coach invited each person to come to the front of the room to be coached. And so as I'm sitting in the audience waiting for my turn, I noticed that everyone is very emotional. They're crying. And I was sitting there thinking like, what is going on with these? (laughs) Like, that's not you. (laughs) Like, that's not me. It's like, okay. So finally, it was my turn to sit up front to, she called it her love seat, you know? Mm -hmm. So I sat down in the love seat. And as soon as I sat down, I started crying. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's a magic seat. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And so she was like, what is going on with you? I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just not happy. I don't feel fulfilled, you know? 
Right. Uh, and I should be based on uh, what everyone told me. I should be happy with my life. Right. And so the young lady who I had gone out to dinner with the night before, she raised her hand and she said, I know what's wrong with you. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do share. I, I was like, OK. But in my mind, I was thinking like, we just met. You don't really know me. Mm-hmm. I've been on this journey for years. How are you going to tell me what's wrong with me? Right. That was what I was thinking. But I, of course, I didn't say that. I just looked at her and said, oh, what's wrong with me? What's, what, do you, what's, what do you think is going on with me? She said, I met you last night. You're smart. You're brilliant. You're talented. She said, you have all these things going for you. She said, but you don't own it. Mm. She said, you need to own your amazing. Oh, there stop it is. playing small. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, how do you know me so well? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But literally people in the room were like, oh my God, I just got chill bump. And people started crying. It was like, because it just landed mm-hmm. not only for me, but so many people in the room was like, I felt that. Right. And so she helped me to languish what I had been feeling, even though I had levels of success, I still mm-hmm. wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled because I still felt like I was struggling with feeling good enough, mm-hmm. hard enough, just enough period. Right. And so a lot of women that I work with are, I say they look good on paper. They have all the accolades, mm-hmm. but on the inside, they're still struggling with, am I pretty enough? Am I smart enough? Am I good enough? Can I, do I really have what it takes to live the life I really want for myself? Right. And so I've been on that journey. And so I've been inviting other women to come on that journey with me and to own their amazing, to own their authentic lives, to show up exactly the way they want to show up in the world. Right. Right. And I, I love just how you share, like this lands with so many women, because I, I talk to whether as guests, as clients and things like that, yeah. we all have these things that look good on paper that we've accomplished, that we've achieved, that we're proud of. And yet we still have that part that's like, yeah, there's still something else, you know? And I think acknowledging that in a way that we don't feel like we're ungrateful and, right. you know, it, to be able to own it in a way that we're not ashamed I think is so powerful. And so I love that you talk about it and help women get to that place because why, why do we pick small? Like, I wish, I don't know if there's studies or a few of information, like where in our lives did we pick a certain cutoff point of our accomplishment and say, okay, now we're done. You know, where did we pick small and stop going forward? I like a couple of things you just said, but the, the, the point about really being able to say that this is, this is really what I want to, who I want to show up as and not feel ungrateful mm-hmm. because a lot of times, a lot of women that I work with are attorneys, mm-hmm. they are PhDs, you know, um, but they struggle with saying, but I want more or even mm-hmm. I want different. Right. Because everyone looks at them and think, oh my God, you're so accomplished. You should be happy. Mm-hmm. You should be on top of the world, but they're not. And so I give them permission to say, hey, it's okay if you want to do it differently. It's okay if this doesn't fill you up anymore. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I had one of my first clients, she, she's, she's an attorney. And so she 
got a job at a very prestigious law firm in Washington, D.C., and was doing well and, you know, was working her way up, you know, in the office and all those great things. And then she said, I have, she said, I have a confession. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is it? She was like, I don't want to be an attorney anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to open a restaurant. She said, but how do I tell my family? Yeah. How do I tell my friends that I don't want to do this anymore? Mm-hmm. And so she felt like I should be grateful for where I am and the things I've, I said, you're thankful and grateful, but it's okay. You have to give yourself permission to say, I don't want to do this anymore. This doesn't light me up anymore. And and the other part of that is you said, where do we get to a point where we stop saying that we can have more? I think for a lot of women, I see we chose or they chose professions or things to do that they really didn't want to do in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's because they were told, oh, you should be this, you should do that. And we were trying to please our parents, our families, our teachers, our whomever. And so we did things that we we wanted, you know, to get their approval. But deep down inside, it's not really what we wanted to do. Right. And so you do it for years and you and finally. I'm working with women who get to the point where like, I just can't do it anymore. I can't pretend that this is okay for me anymore. And so I work with them to say, okay, what's next for you? Mm-hmm. Or um, what is it that really lights you up? You know, and for some of them, it's getting a whole new profession. Uh, for others, it's saying, well, hey, I think I want to open my own practice. So my attorney friend, she ended up opening her own law firm. And she was like, I love, she said, I, I realized I love being an attorney, but not the way I was doing it. Right. And I was like, great. And so I think that is, you know, we have to give ourselves permission to say, this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. Who I was at 25 is not the same person I am at 51. It's not. No. So, (laughs) and I had to realize that, that it's okay for me to say, this doesn't work for me anymore. I'm not excited about it. It's great. It's, It's a great work. It's great what I'm doing, but it's not for me anymore. And so I just encourage women to really tap into what really lights you up now and this season in your life. Right. How was it, if you don't mind sharing a little bit personally, going from your pivot of I'm a speech pathologist, I do this to now I'm going to do coaching. I'm going to lead people on a journey. You know, what did that pivot feel like? And so I'm still pivoting. (laughs) Um, but it was, it did take me because I've been doing the personal development company now for about five years, you know, officially. Right. And so in the early years, I was still struggling with I've been a speech therapist. I've been a speech pathologist for all these years. This is who I am. And it took a good friend of mine to say, no, you help people to find their voices, whether it's in your speech therapy practice or if you're empowering women. I was like, you're right. And so I feel like what I'm doing now is an extension of the work that I've been doing. Uh, But I've been telling people as of late, I'm giving myself three to five years for me to totally uh, retire Mm -hmm. from being a speech therapist and doing Mm -hmm. full-time coaching or consulting. Um, But it took me a while to be able to say that because Mm -hmm. I love what I do. I I really do. Uh, But I think it's also time. I think my purpose, my mission uh, my passion has has shifted right. and I just enjoy sharing the message about own you're amazing. I enjoy helping people to build their businesses. I, I enjoy helping women uh, to find their next. That's what's really lighting me up. And so I say, well, spend more time doing that. And so, um, yeah, I've just been telling my, my clients, my colleagues, like, yeah, three to five years, I'm done. 
And they was like, really? I'm like, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm right there with you, Dr. Denise. You know, like I, I hear you and, and the journey definitely, there are these expectations and, and judgments sometimes that we're yeah. kind of working through, whether it's financial, people are like, well, yep. I can remember people telling me, like, I went to a, an engineering school, I went to Purdue and, you know, it's known mm-hmm. for engineering. It's known for these things. Yeah. And people are like, but you're going to be a social worker. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, this is what I like. They're like, but you're not going to make any money. I'm like, I don't care. And and I was doing what I loved. And I found a job and a career that helped me put all those pieces together. And definitely, like you said, it's not about undoing who you are, but pivoting and adding on an extension of all those other other things of who you are. You know, it's like I'm taking social work with me and doing this and helping women find the bliss and they're busy, find their self-care every day and become themselves while they're still working and being moms and not losing themselves as part of all that, you know, and, and you can yeah. do that, but it is hard to let go of some of those, those judgments and expectations. And sometimes I've heard, heard people say they're just because their passion doesn't have a high price tag, it's not valued. You know? And so that's where it comes back to, like you saying, like we have to value it ourselves. We have to know why we're doing it. Uh, we have to understand what, what excites us, you know? And so I tell a paper, you can make a lot of money in anything you do. You know, it's just, you know, if money is your motivator, you can, you can make the money. But my thing now I'm trying to make impact. I want to make money too. I need to live, (laughs) (laughs) but I also want to make a difference, you know? And so, and I think when you, I know for me, I'm going to speak for me when I, when I'm passionate about something, I'm excited about something. I bring a different kind of energy, Mm -hmm. which bring, which has opened doors. Uh, for me over the last five years that has been phenomenal, you know, because of my message and because of what I'm trying to do, because I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. People want to hear like, what is that about? You know? And so I just know that it's going to be even better when I can devo- devote more time and energy to it, you know? And so I tell people, I've been doing this on your amazing thing, kind of part-time because I still have a full-time practice. Mm-hmm. And um, I work primarily with young children they take a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't always bring the energy, but they definitely know how to oh, take yeah. that energy. <laughs> and I think that's where so many moms get stuck sometimes is they've given yeah. all it all away. They don't have it left to bring. Yes. That, oh my God, that's so true. Sometimes when the moms are bringing this children to speech therapy, there've been times where I just told the kid like, okay, go play. I need to co- talk to mom. <laughs> Yeah. My mom was like, I need to talk to you. I need a, I need a session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, you have this child with special needs. That's why they're coming to me. I said, but you also have to make sure you take time for yourself. Right. I said, because um, you got to make sure your own personal self-care is where it needs to be so that you can be there for your child. Mm-hmm. And so the majority of my parents, they will come and drop their kid off. I was like, you can drop them off but you have to come back and pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> a few oh. of them ask, can I leave them? No, you can <laughs> leave them. You have got to come pick them up. But for a lot of them, that's their time out. Mm-hmm. They was like, I just need to go. I just need a break. I need to go just to the store. I need to just go take a walk. I just need, and I've had, uh, in my office, I have an empty office space. I have parents that go in there and take a nap and it's like, whatever you need to do for you so that when you, when you come back, when your child is back with you, you're ready to, to give them what they need. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I encourage my parents all the time. You have to make sure you have your, your own self-care 
in place, especially if you have a child with special needs. Right. Now, you know, I love to talk all things self-care. So if you don't mind sharing, what do you do for you? What is your self-care? I will say my self-care has been a journey. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten better. But one, one quick little story is years ago, you know, working a lot, stressed out. And someone recommended to me that um, to get like the monthly massages. So I joined, you know, one of those membership programs where you can get a massage every month. And luckily for me, if you don't use it that month, you can bank it, you can save it, it rolls over, right? And so one, one day I finally went in to get a massage and the receptionist, like, she was like, uh, Miss Denise, she said, um, you have 10 sessions in your account. And I was like, I've been too stressed to come get a massage. (laughs) (laughs) That's like an oxymoron. Like that is your stress relief. (laughs) (laughs) And so they just, you know, she laughed. Other person laughed. I was like, I've been too stressed to come, but I really want, I just did not make it a priority. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, this is what I have to do. It was like, you have to schedule the next one before you leave. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I do now. Um, So one of the things I like to do is massages and things like that, you know, spa treatments, but on a, on a regular basis, I make sure I have my um, morning routine where mm-hmm. I get up, I meditate, I get quiet. Um, but I also have a nighttime routine where I make sure um, my bed is you know comfy mm-hmm. and I spray my bed with lavender and I just make it where um, I'm very comfortable. And I found that the more I do that on a regular basis, I'm able to get up and do what I need to do. But, you know, I tell people, whatever your self-care thing is, some women, they like to go to the spa. Some people like to take a bath or take a walk. Whatever it is, I encourage everyone to have something Mm -hmm. so that you can replenish yourself so that you can serve other people. Right. Well, have something and definitely make sure you do it because that's the other thing, too. We have you know, treadmills we don't use. We have absolutely cookware we don't always use. If you have a self-care routine and you don't use it, it's useless. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the whole thing about making sure that we make ourselves a priority. We make our children, our spouses, our jobs, everyone else is a priority except for us. And so that goes back to like, really, who are you? Uh, where? How do you really want to show up in the world? And I tell people, if you really love your family, if you really love those you want to serve, then you owe it to yourself to be your best. Mm -hmm. And the best way to be your best is to be replenished and to be refreshed. Another quick story. uh, I did a workshop and part of the workshop, we always talk about self-care. What's your self-care plan? And one of the attendees, who's also a really good friend of mine, uh, at the time, her kids were younger. She has a son and a daughter. They were a little younger than what they are now. She said, I just want to go to a hotel, check myself into a hotel and just order room service, take a bubble bath and just go to bed, be undisturbed. And so I was like, well, do it, do it. Yeah. She was like, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, you, you owe it to yourself to do it. You work really hard. You're a great mom, great wife, do it. And so she said, well, okay, you know, I, I'll think about it. And so she said, I'll talk to my husband about it, about it tonight. So later on that afternoon, I get a phone call from her husband. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> She's like, what did you do? He was like, yeah, what did you do? He said, did you tell my wife to go and check herself into a hotel room and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes. (laughs) And he said, thank you. Oh my gosh. I love that. He said, thank you. He said, I've been telling her to take some time for herself. Oh my God. I have have goosebumps right now. Like I love. He said, thank you. He said, thank you. 
Because I, I think there's so many women that don't either don't get that response or don't think they'll get that response. And so right. I yes. hope you, I hope those people listening play that again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because she didn't think I, her husband's very supportive. He loves her, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think she thought, I, I think it was more her thinking I shouldn't take the time. Mm-hmm. I got too much going on. You know, what is he going to do? He was like, me and the kid, we'll be fine. It's only a night. <laughs> you know, it's like, we'll be mm-hmm. fine. Okay, go. And so that was probably about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Now she does it on a regular basis. That's awesome. <laughs> All, she's constantly going, you know, look at weekend getaway, something, you know. And so I tease her and her husband and I told him, I said, I'm sorry, I created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you created a movement. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she was like, and he, even he said, she's a better wife mm-hmm. and she's a better mother when she comes back. Yes. And I think we don't hear that enough. I, I want like a bumper sticker. I want the mug. I want the sweatshirt, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Because if we're, if we're not replenished, we, we get angry easily. We're annoyed. We're bitter. And we, we snap at people. I know that's, I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, me as well. patience, you know, mm-hmm. And when that happens, I reckon I, that's what I say. You need to step back. You need to go take some time for yourself so that when you come back, you are, you are better. You, you're, you're fresh, you're replenished and you're good to go. So even this weekend, I'm, I'm very busy, uh, but tomorrow I'm getting a 90 minute massage. I've been working hard for the last few weeks. So I'm, t- you know, I'm treating myself to a massage. I need that for me, especially because I got some other things that are coming up and I want to be in a good space. I want to be able to be my best, but I know I can't be that if I'm not taking care of me. Right. Right. And, and it does, it changes, but not only by person, but just every day. Like I love a good massage today. I'm just going to go for a 20 minute walk with my girlfriend. And that's my, my recharge and my moment. Yeah. The, I was, I was on a podcast yesterday and we, I got into the same kind of conversation and it was, it was with a, uh, a gentleman, a guy, and he was like, his self-care yesterday was working in his garden. Mm-hmm. He was like, I was supposed to be in there 20 minutes, just, you know, pulling a couple of weeds. He said, I was in there for over an hour. He said, I just needed some time. I said, exactly. So it doesn't matter whatever it is, but it's just yeah. you taking time for you to stop, to reflect and to uh, get restored. It's the intentionality, I think, that we put behind whatever the action is. You know, you could go into those weeds, like, with regret and dread and, like, complaining the whole time, like, oh, my God, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And instead, he dug right in and found his self-care. So definitely our mindset and the way we think about it is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So what would be just, like, even, like, that first action step that you would tell somebody when it comes to even thinking about owning their amazing and how they could step into that place? It starts, I tell everyone that I've worked with, it starts with just asking a simple question, who are you? Mm -hmm. And it's simple, but it's profound. That's hard. I I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But we have to start there. Who are you? And not only just who are you, who are you for you? That's, mm-hmm. that's a different layer of the question that I say, who are you for you? And again, we don't spend a lot of time reflecting on that. We're just busy, 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 going, 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 mm-hmm. going, going, um, doing, doing, doing. And it's like, well, who are you being? Who are you being for you? And so uh, I tell people it's an easy question, but it is the hardest question that a lot of my clients get stuck with answering. And I was like, not who your parents say you are, not who your spouse says you are, not just your mom, but who are you for you? 
And it's important that we start there uh, because uh, everything else, our actions, our choices stem from that. Who are you showing up as? Mm-hmm. And so from there, once we realize or say, this is who I am and I'm going to own it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to own it. I'm going to show up as who I am and, and be unapologetic about it and be unashamed about it. You know, a lot of women carry a lot of guilt and shame. It's like, um, yes, I am a mom. Uh, I'm not super mom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. yes, I'm a woman, but I'm not super woman. You know, I'm a human being. I have flaws. Mm-hmm. I make mistakes. I don't always get it right, but I'm still amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's, and that's the part that amazing doesn't mean perfect. No, not at all. Amazing just means that you're awesome. You're unique. You're special. You're one of a kind. I talk about it all the time. We we're it. You're it. It's not going to be another you or another me. So that's why it's important that we show up as who we are, Mm -hmm. not who we think we should be, but who are we? I said the good, the bad, and the amazing. (laughs) I always try and think like, they always say you get one life. So it's not like next time I'll do it this way. Like, this is it. This is it. This is not a dress rehearsal that they say, right? This is Mm -hmm. it. And so I just believe uh, we should give ourselves some grace. Mm -hmm. We should give ourselves some permission to really just shine and be who we are. We're all flawed human beings, you know, and and, and that's a beautiful thing. We all, uh, diversity is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it would be boring if everyone was exactly the same, you know, Mm -hmm. so we should, we should embrace diversity and we each come with our own unique gifts, talents, abilities, and that should be celebrated, you know, and, and that's what I encourage people to do. Uh, Stop being a cop and copy. Just be the original. You it. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I always love to ask my guests, because I think great gratitude is such a huge part of our self-care as well, you know, focusing on what is good. What would you say are your top two to three things that you're most grateful for? I am just grateful for, I know it sounds very cliche, but I'm grateful for life right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm grateful for my life and I'm grateful for Uh, where I am in my life in terms of I have more joy. I have more happiness than I've ever had before. I used to struggle many years with depression and all those Mm -hmm. kind of things. And to know that that's not my reality right now. It's like, I'm happy, you know, is everything in my life perfect? No, it's not. (laughs) Never has been. But I've, I've learned that I could still be happy. I could still find the joy. I, I, I'm thankful for um, just my family. My, the support that I get from my family is unbelievable. It always has been, but I'm thankful for that because everyone doesn't have that. And I do. Right. And I'm also thankful for the work that I get to do. I, mm-hmm. I count it a privilege uh, to be able to work with children, to work with women, to help them to live better lives, you know. I'm just happy for where I am in my life right now because it wasn't always the case. So I, I like not to take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So where can people find you? How can they connect with you and start their own journey? Absolutely. So I always say start with the website, which is ownyouramazingnow.com. Okay. Again, ownyouramazingnow.com. Mm-hmm. Um, go there. You can spread some freebies on there. You can learn how to join the movement, uh, but I'm regularly on Facebook. You can join me at Facebook at Dr. Denise Own You're Amazing. Okay. And so there I make announcements about upcoming events, different products and things like that. But I come on um, every week, every Thursday. I call it Think About It Thursday, every day, every Thursday at 8 a.m. 
And just for a few minutes, I want people to stop and think Mm -hmm. about where they are in their life, what's going on. So I invite people to join me on Think About It Thursdays just to get a little snippet of, hey, think about this. Take a moment to think about what's going on in your life. (laughs) I love that. And definitely all the links will be live in the show notes. So definitely connect with Dr. Denise. I think there was even like a checklist to start Own Your Amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So I saw that. So definitely check it out, start your journey, start just seeing, like she said, who are you to yourself? Even if, if that's as far as you get, I think that alone will make such a huge, huge difference. So thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad we had the chance to chat. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Thanks so much again for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know any questions or comments that you have. Also, if you can please leave an Apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women. There's two quotes that I love. Alone we may be strong, but together we are stronger. As well as when women support each other, incredible things happen. So let's be stronger and incredible together, as well as maybe just have some fun along the way. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Bye.